0: You are listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church, located at 3144 South Home Avenue in Berwyn, Illinois. We invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9 o'clock a.m. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been Uh, preaching on the Psalms for the last year, ever since we started the church here in Advent. And one of the most important themes in the Psalms is Psalms of Confession. It's when the psalmist leads us in confessing our sins and crying out to God for forgiveness. And that's what our psalm is today. It says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. And we know that Jesus Christ came to forgive our sins, that he covered our iniquity by his death on the cross, offering himself up as a sacrifice to give us forgiveness so that you can have eternal life. And this amazing gift comes to you by faith Freely given. The next passage goes like this. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, and my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. He says, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. Confession is an important part of our activity as Christians, where we confess our sins to God. Now today, I would like to make a case that you should come to private confession. Now, I know I've talked about this quite a bit, and I haven't really given something fully on it, but I want to tell you today a bunch of reasons why I think that's something that you should do, and every Christian should do. The first reason is is because Jesus established private confession in the Bible. Now, we know that God gave the Holy Christian Church the ability to forgive sins, It starts out with a passage from Matthew chapter 18. Jesus is talking to his disciples about how the church deals with sin and forgiveness. And then he says, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. For wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am with them. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you loose on earth, It refers to the forgiveness of sins. When we bind sin to someone, it remains there. And when we loose it, it's forgiven. In this passage, Jesus tells the church that we have the power to forgive sins. So when you hear the words, I forgive you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know there is forgiveness. But let's take it a step further. When Jesus appears to his disciples in John chapter 20, after his resurrection, he says to them, Peace be with you. And then he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. If you forgive the sins of of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness, it is withheld. So Jesus sits with his disciples And appears to them and says, You forgive sins. And so when we gather together and you hear the absolution, you know that it's not just nice words. It's not just a wish. It is as certain before you up in heaven. Because Jesus says so. So far we've gotten to the point where you hear, We we can forgive in the church. When the absolution is given, you get forgiveness. Now, why before the pastor? Let's look at James chapter 5, where it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This passage tells Christians that we need to confess our sins to one another. Not we confess our sin generally, not that we just sort of pray it to God, but we're supposed to tell each other. I just met a young man who is going to a church in Chicago, an evangelical church, and they actually do a better job than we do on this. Their church is doing a whole program to get people together in small groups to confess their worst sins to each other and bear their souls. And they're doing it without the absolution, without hearing the words, I forgive your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They are hearing the words from James and obeying them. And we get the gospel Through that confession. Now, none of that says you need to do it to a pastor, right? But that's similar to all the public acts of of God's grace. There is no passage in the Bible that says only pastors can baptize. There is no command from Paul that says only pastors can celebrate the Lord's Supper, or only pastors can preach. Why do we do it this way? Because pastors are chosen for the public ministry. A pastor's job is to give you God's word and his grace in all aspects of it. So things like baptism, the Lord's Supper, and confession are given to him to administrate fully. Now, the second reason I think you should come to private confession is because Lutherans have always taught this way. I did not grow up in a church that talked about private confession at all. My pastor didn't say anything about it. I'm willing to bet that you did not either. Which is funny, because in confirmation, I had to memorize the section on confession. The question says, what is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we, for, we confess our sins. And second, that we receive the absolution from the pastor, not doubting but firmly believing it, that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. We confess our sins to the pastor. Then the next question is, which sins do we confess? Before God we confess all our sins, even those we do not know, as we do in the Lord's Prayer, But before the pastor, we confess the sins that we know and feel in our hearts. We confess the sins that you know. Not made up, but all that you have. We know that God gives us his grace in this absolution, and we have always taught this. Now, there's more to it. There are more reasons why I think you should come to confession. The first one is you will receive forgiveness for that sin. I know that every single one of you has a sin that you're still feeling guilty about. Something you did a while ago that still nags at your heart. And when you stand up together and confess your sins generally, I say, I forgive your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you think to yourself, well, not that sin. That one's too bad. That one still holds guilt in my heart. I know we all have sins like that. But when you come to private confession, and you sit in front of me, and I stand with my, head, uh, my hand on your head, and I look you in the eye and say, I forgive your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You can't get out of it. If you just said that secret sin to me, you don't get to say, well, it's not that sin. It is specifically that sin. Jesus will give you such comfort and relief. Take that guilt away. It is such a glorious and wonderful gift. Another reason why you should come and confess your sins before me, is it destroys the power of sin in your life. Because I know, just like me, each one of us has a sin that we just can't handle on our own. Something that's secret, that we don't want anybody to know about, that has some shame in our hearts and we just don't tell anyone. And that shame is Satan's tool to keep you trapped in it. Because he wants you to not tell anyone. He wants you to not get any help. But when you confess your sins, when you come to me in private and say, this is what I've done, Pastor, it's out there. All of a sudden, the shame of it has no power. Because you will speak to me and I'll say, I forgive you. And all of a sudden, you will get no reaction. Right? You won't get, how terrible! You won't get, oh, you're the worst sinner in the world, because I have heard worse. And I haven't shaken my fist at that, because when you come and you sit before me, all you get is forgiveness. All you get is the love of Jesus Christ in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and just speaking it to someone else breaks the power of the shame. And then you'll get to talk to me about how to work with it. Another reason why I think you should come to private confession is because you will be able to consciously look at your sin and try to distance yourself from it, to turn away from it. Because you'll know that soon again, you will get to come and confess that sin. And soon again, I will ask, how are you doing with that? What can I do to help? And that little bit in the back of your mind, over time, can work on it. It can give you the encouragement you need to be a Christian who obeys more, who follows Christ better, who denies yourself, takes up that cross, and walks after Him. And so with the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit, He will grow your faith and your ability to believe and walk with Him. I believe that every single Christian should go regularly to confession. Another reason, and the last one, is that I will be a better pastor to you. If I know your problems, if you come to me and talk to me about the things that you need help with, the difficulties in your life, I will be able to give you better pastoral care. I'll be able to call you up and say, Do you need some help? I'll be able to preach sermons that actually work with the congregation, not mentioning your sin, of course. That's part of my ordination vows. I can't say that. I will be able to take care of you in a way that I can't without this. God gives His church the gift of private confession. Through it, He gives you His grace to forgive your sins by the power of Jesus' death on the cross. It is good for you. Not just because Jesus commands you to do it, but because he offers it as a wonderful promise to forgive your sins and give you eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons of Concordia Lutheran Church. For more information about getting involved, please visit ConcordiaBerwin.org. Like us on Facebook at Concordia Lutheran Church and Little Lambs.